Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Yeah. Oh. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's two pros and a cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us on the iHeartRadio app, and you can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever the hell you are, making us a part of your Friday morning. We appreciate you doing so, and like it is every single Friday, it was coined months and months and months ago by none other than Brady Quinn. <laughs> Regardless of what time of year it is, it's a damn football Friday. Come on, do it. It's yeah. a football Friday on. here on FSR. On, you it. bet Come your on, ass. Do it. Come yeah. on, do it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. we are uh, we've got uncomfortable. uncomfortable. You better believe it. Uh, it is uh, it is uh, trust us, folks. It is as awkward in here as it is uh, on the uh, on the speakers. But uh, but we are off and running here. Hour three of the program. Uh, and look, apparently we might have a little bit of good news uh, now. Uh, for those of you wondering, um, our thoughts on uh, Matt Stafford and his wife uh, paying for the uh, the medical bills of the photographer who uh, you know forgot that uh, you know pulled an Arlovsky and forgot where the end of the stage was. Um, listen, uh, you know, good for them. Uh, seems like a PR move because they were getting a little bit of heat on uh, social media because the video came out and Matt Stafford did uh, did a walk away and drank his Aquafina and said, uh, I'll pass on trying to help out. Uh, so there's that. You can check that out on the podcast. But the other story from the uh, parade that uh, made some news is that uh, Sean McVay putting Aaron Donald on the spot saying, <laughs> are, are you going to come back? Are you uh, coming you know, back? Because uh, if you're coming back, I'm coming back. Yeah, and he sounded very much like John Gruden. The more I hear Sean McVay talk, the more I realize, man, his voice is not going to be able to hold out during an entire broadcast, and he's got a lot of John Gruden in him. And so uh, Aaron Donald was uh, you know, spotted by TMZ, and he was asked about whether or not he's going to come back to the L.A. Rams. Here's what he had to say. One question, Pete, are you really coming back? You got people stoked. I'm enjoying the moment. We bring everybody back, I'm back. I'm if you bring it, so if everyone comes back. Vaughn Miller, we bring them guys back. Let's make it happen. Then you're back. That's what's up. Let's make it happen. Hey, you're the man. All right, so there it is. Uh, Aaron Donald, uh, he is back. I know what he's doing. Uh, I do, a, too. A good, uh, I know exactly what he's doing. <laughs> did, did he uh, try and just uh, put the pressure back on the L.A. Rams there with that uh, that response to uh, the TMZ reporter? Is that what happened? What are we looking Pretty at? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Like. McVay put him in a bad spot. So he just put McVay in a bad spot. <laughs> well, Mc, McVay and Les Snead, you know, yeah, Les right. Snead now who just said <laughs> F them picks, right, uh, was the T-shirt he was wearing because they've traded away the next seven years of first-round draft picks, whatever it is. Which, by the way, what does that matter now? Like, yeah. well, what does it matter now that they've won? Like, I mean, people can say whatever they want about the strategy they utilized. They won a Super Bowl. What they did worked. 
And it's, it's really almost worked twice because it got to another Super Bowl with a similar strategy. So uh, it's just like it's, it's, it's him putting it back on the team and maybe even daring them and saying, look, if you can figure this all out, everyone come, you know, runs it back, I'll come back too. But he's, he shouldn't do it at a discount. And that's the difference between, you know, Aaron Donald and this team in the Tampa Bay Bucks. There were guys who took a discount to come back and do it again with Tom Brady. And I think the other thing that would make me more apt to want to come back and do it if I'm one of those guys, instead of going to the free agent market and trying to maximize my value, is because you're coming back to play with Tom Brady. Like, not only did Tom Brady have the equity build up, walking in the door because he had already won, what, six Super Bowls? But then he walks into Tampa and goes, yeah, I'll go ahead and win a seventh in my first year with you guys. And it's not a slight on Matt Stafford, but I think if we're being real about it, if you were to bet of whether or not they go back to another Super Bowl, if it's Matt Stafford, you're saying, ah, I don't, I don't know, maybe. If it's Tom Brady, you're like, oh, no, there's definitely a shot that's going to happen. All this dude has done is at least play in conference championship games. Literally. That's like all he did. So you at least knew you were getting to that point or into the playoffs. I, I, don't, I don't know if you can have as much confidence about that in Matt Stafford, even considering the season he just had, which was a, a pretty good season, especially for his first year in the system. It's Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald is the Tom Brady of the Los Angeles Rams. And if Aaron Donald's value – is is what it should be then they should try to bring back those guys that he's talking about bringing back you know i'll give you i and i'd hate to use myself as an example but i mean i speak of myself because i know the situation the best um and it didn't work out the way that i thought it was going to work out but let's talk about it right i can recall my last year in washington when the cba deal was running out and all of these franchises were going to have to do some pretty extreme things to be able to get under the cap in, in time enough for whatever was taking place. And I remember how high my cap number was and all of the BS that I was going through at, you know, at Watt and with the Washington football team or, or the commandos now. All right. So yeah. now it's the third team. Um, so, so, when when all of this was happening, they they came to me like Joe Gibbs drove to my gate. He's at the front of my gate at the edge of my property. Like, you know, can we meet? Can we meet? We got to meet there. They were trying so hard to get me to restructure my contract. So what they did was they put all of these contracts in the top drawer, basically. And that's that's figuratively speaking. But they did all these restructurings of all these players just in case the CBA deal didn't get done. And and so if it didn't get done, um, then then they had to, to execute these restructurings. If it did get done, then the restructurings didn't they weren't going to honor them. It's like it never happened. Like, don't worry about it. Like, let bygones be bygones. Move on. I told the Washington, I said, I don't like y'all. I don't want to be here. But what I will do is I'll restructure my contract to get you guys under the cap if you you guarantee every defensive player's uh, restructuring because in the restructuring you got to give more guaranteed money right so guarantee all of the defensive players restructurings that is a moment in time it's like that moment where you say bring everybody back and i'll stay i'll do it 
Well, they told me very quickly, uh, we won't be doing that. <laughs> and I realized what my true value was. And so I won't be restructuring then. And so we just got to figure out what do we do. And that was how I forced that was how I forced them to restructure so that I could become a free agent. That then that's like how the story, you know, I leveraged that where they didn't want to restructure me to say, OK, well, then, I, you know, I don't want to be here and this is what it is. So let's make the contract where I can get out of the contract and we could go our separate ways. The bottom line here is the the point I'm making is. Aaron Donald putting it back on on the Rams and and putting it back on McVay and and, and uh, you know obviously the the GM is is really a that's really kind of now we're going to find out do they value Aaron Donald the way they should and being he is the common denominator and how close they've gotten to the Super Bowl them getting into the Super Bowl and them ultimately winning the Super Bowl. What does it mean to you to keep Aaron Donald happy? It's funny because we're in an offseason full of Aaron's, right? Like, let's keep Aaron yeah. Rodgers happy. Let's of keep Aaron. Aaron. Yeah. Yeah, the yeah. offseason of Aaron. Yeah, the offseason of Aaron. This so, is the offseason of A.A. Ron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so we're going to find out, right? I mean, he said that casual, but we all know that TMZ is a great uh, media conduit. It's going to get out there. Uh, here okay so let me ask you this if the rams come to aaron donald and say hey financially we can't make it work and bring back odell and von miller you know they're looking for x amount of dollars but what we can do um is give you a little bit of cash that they weren't uh, in agreement to accepting so that we can bring you back and reward you for your great play is aaron donald just gonna say no no i told you it had to be those two guys or else i'm not coming back even though they're gonna throw a couple million on at, at the end of his uh, whatever couple million more added on to each of his uh, annual years left his salary left in his contract if they try and rework the deal and give him more money he's just gonna say no i'm out of here if they don't bring those guys back i mean that might be tough to say but I just I this if I, I think Sean McVay put him in a terrible spot. I think he put him in a terrible spot and he shouldn't have done it. And he was either liquored up on, on, on whatever he was having at the parade and put him in an awkward spot. Because if he was looking to get a little bit more money and be rewarded and paid as the best defensive player in football and a first ballot Hall of Famer, top five defender of all time, then maybe the Rams can't do that and then also pay Odell Beckham, Von Miller, or whoever else is coming up on their deals, and they've got to make some decisions. And if I'm the Rams, I'd rather reward Aaron Donald, especially if those guys are going to be looking for more money and one last bite at the apple. That, that's, that's the way this looks to me. I don't know. I think they have to include him in the conversations if they can't afford it. I think and, – and, and this is like one of those things where – it's like the simplest things can make the difference, right? You want to get the most out of a player. And this sometimes is such a hard concept for certain people to grasp. I have no idea why, but it seems like it's difficult. You want to get the most out of your player? Treat them like a person. You, you, want, you want to gain and garner the trust of your, your player? Treat them like a person. Like, be genuine in how you interact with them. Be genuine in your feelings towards them, and it'll be reciprocated back to you. So in these situations, make Aaron Donald feel good about who he is and what he represents to the organization and include him in conversations. 
Like it doesn't have to ultimately necessarily come down to him being in the room where they're like, yes, here's who we're going to draft. Here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to do it. But include him. Make make sure his input feels as as important as he is as the player. And then you have an opportunity to incorporate them into being an advocate for the team. Right. Let me let me help us through this. I'll go talk to to Vaughn. You know, I'll go talk to OBJ. I'll go talk to the guys and and get healthy. OBJ Vaughn get get continue to get healthy. Let's come back. Let's run it back again. When you feel like you have ownership over something, you tend to put more into the outcome of what that's going to be versus if you're trying to do something for someone else. It's just different. The, the 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 high level play by Aaron Donald here that I think is interesting is given the time frame of Odell Beckham tearing his ACL. Yeah, I don't know that they could even offer him anything coming back because I don't know that he's going to play in 2022. I mean, look, he could rush to get back or you know try to come back in some capacity, but what's that contract going to look like? Or is I mean he's kind of almost already admitted. I'm sure his agent wasn't excited about this in taking a discount to stay there because he loves LA so much. So maybe he is willing to take less to be there, but he might not be able to impact this team until the postseason next year because of how long now or how patient they're being with ACL tears and just the recovery from all that. So kind of interesting. Like he threw in Von Miller. He you know he threw in OBJ. He threw in some other guys. I just I think it's going to be hard to be able to bring it all back. Uh, it'll take some restructuring. Even Matt Stafford's deal is going to have to change. I mean, they've got a lot of work to do in their front office to be able to make it all come together. I mean, three years from now, what's this team going to look like? I, that, uh, that's what I keep thinking to myself. Like three years from now, yeah, they, they got their Super Bowl and all is good. But three years from now, I mean, at some point you're going to start to see, you know, the tail end of go- what going all in means. And, and I just I just wonder how bad this is going to you be. You know what's so, crazy about so that at, statement? At least, at least 15, 16 people showed up to their only Super Bowl parade. So good for them. The craziest thing about that statement in its totality is that people go all in all the time in their franchises. I watched it in Washington, and they don't sniff a Super Bowl. So just keep that in mind. At yeah. least they're all in yielded a a Super Bowl. And and that's kind of you you got to lean on that. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us, as always, on the iHeartRadio app. But coming up next, uh, somebody made a decision that was best for their future. Apparently, their team was not happy with it. We will get into all that for you right here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, LeVar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two pros and a cup of Joe, Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, Coming up in, uh, we'll call it about 10 minutes from now, uh, we are going to uh, introduce a brand new feature here on the show. Um, Somebody on this show is actually an expert at a, uh, a sport you wouldn't think of. And uh, they're going to try and win you money on that sport. All right, so 10 minutes from now, if you want to make a little bit of coin uh, because you spent way too much on Valentine's Day, this is just the thing for you. Why isn't a live bet Jesus coming on? 
uh, you know, the way you treated him earlier in the show. I don't think he oh, wants okay. to any part so of this. So you just speaking for him just real quick, huh? Yeah. Isn't that him. weird? You didn't oh. say, let me just, let me wait a second. Let me find him and see what he has to say. See, yeah. you, All right. I'll it, tell you what, Lamar. Let me go. Let me find him right Jesus now. Is last name Acho? Hey, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is it too soon? Is it too soon? I mean, it might be too soon. Oh, bad. man. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, you got to be able to poke fun. Uh, yeah, I know. But, you know, not everybody's like uh, like us on this show. Where, yeah, I guess uh, you so. know, it's a, uh, People get real yeah. sensitive they, they definitely real do. quick. Yeah, they definitely do. Especially live bet Jesus. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. let me get him for you, Lamar. You see him? Okay. I got him right okay. there. There he is. Oh. You see him? Yeah, there he is. Right there, all right. buddy. Okay. All right. Um, all right. So. Right there. Get you some of that live bet, huh? All right. I see what you did there. Yeah, all right. Little, okay. I liked it. A little short I'm rubbing cash. off on you a little bit, Jonas. Yeah. That, that was an Arringtonism right yeah, there. Right. Yeah. Get some of, get some of this yeah. live bet, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Rub it off right on me. Yeah. Okay. Rub it off. Rub it off. All right. Rub it off. I thought you said wrap it up. All right. No. Both either one. One word. Yeah, yeah they, hey, by the way, not on this show, pal. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that number of kids floating around on this roster. Uh, all Ooh, right. <laughs> yeah, there are kids floating around. There are. I mean, between the three of us, we we do have a tribe, man. Hey. You do know that. All right. <laughs> yeah. all right. Okay. Certainly do. All right. Um, all right. Some of us are still at work. Yeah. Um, that is true. I'm, reti- I'm retired. Yeah, yeah, some of us are on strike, I'm, apparently. I'm, oh, jeez. Um, oh, geez. So, uh, retired, strike, hey, active. Yeah, all right. Same, okay, same old go. thing. Uh, all, right. all right. So um, let's, uh, let's get uh, some thoughts on this. Uh, so uh, Jaden Daniels, who was the uh, starting quarterback at Arizona State, um, he entered the transfer portal. Now, listen, that, that's normal these days. I mean, you enter the transfer portal. I mean, uh, guys are able to do that. I mean, some players, uh, who was it, uh, Brew McCoy, Brady? How many transfer yeah. portals did he enter? Uh, about eight times. Okay. About eight yeah. times, yeah. You know, give or take. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know, this, this this happens. Like, guys enter the transfer portal. Caleb Williams uh, made it a big to-do. It was one minute he's here, then he's considering this school, and then uh, Michigan State got thrown out. And then who was the – what was the other school? Uh, um, Charlie Batch's school? Uh, Eastern Michigan. Eastern Michigan was a school yeah. i mean so this is this is the way of the college football world um unfortunately some of his teammates weren't thrilled with this decision this might have something to do with the fact that um you know he announced in december that he was coming back to arizona state and then a video uh, made it to social media of um teammates clearing out Jaden daniel's locker and then uh, one of them saying um you know a word i you know i will not say on the air because i don't want to lose my livelihood but uh, basically saying well uh you know he sucks anyways and so this was not taken to very kindly by the teammates there at arizona state so Jaden daniels is looking to go play elsewhere and uh, teammates are not happy this reminds me a lot of the Le'Veon bell situation when he announced that he was not coming back to the steelers and was going to sit out uh they just raided his locker and took all his stuff so um there's one way to handle it but apparently this did not sit well with a lot of guys uh, in town. they were saying one of the players that said that he was wasn't very like they they were basically referencing him yeah. like how we've been the whole show theme of making poking jokes at the twitter yeah. beef like they said he was some trash anyway yeah and so well, they used a word that uh yeah they'd know. use a yeah. different word but i'm just saying i'm paraphrasing <laughs> and 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 it's interesting because when you look at the way people talk about you rolling out. I mean, there were things that happened there as well. You know, the guy that recruited him is no longer at the school. Right. And, and, and so 
there are a lot of 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 players there that are trying to figure out what they want to do based off of what what's happened there. I mean, they've had to um, brace to to get through and pull through. Um, you know, a recruiting situation that that took place there. So, I mean, I can understand why he may have gone to, you know, or chose to go somewhere else just based off of what he felt his opportunities would be. The Again, I said last segment, as we were talking about Aaron Donald, relationships and rapport are like they are so vitally important these days and and that that transfer portal just confirms it if you don't have a real relationship with these guys they're going to bounce bottom line so if you thought you had a real relationship with one of your players but the person that really had the relationship with that that player is is leaving then there's a strong possibility that there's going to be a transfer portal situation that takes place. So I don't know. You know, I thought he was a good player for ASU. I mean, if you were paying attention, I mean, he did some really good things. I mean, he was coming along. He's played since a freshman. So, you know, why why they would, would ride on him like that on his way out, I'm not sure. But, you know, hate, hate in college is at its highest, just so you know. You don't really like – it's funny. You love some of your teammates, and but then you have teammates. I don't know how it was for you, Brady, but when I was in school, we had cliques. Like you had the, the Virginia Beach or Virginia clique. You had the PA do cliques. You had the, the parts of PA that you were from. So you had the, the Harrisburg clique. You had the Philadelphia dudes. They were a clique. You had the Pittsburgh dudes. They were a clique. Then you had the nomads who would, would click with anybody. Like you're from Pittsburgh, but you're hanging out with the Virginia Beach dudes this weekend. Or, oh, you're hanging out with the Richmond dudes this weekend. And a lot of times we hate on each other. And, and and then in the end, it's like now you've graduated, now you've left school, you've been out of school for a little while, and you see each other back on campus or you see each other around at different events. You're hugging, embracing, oh, love you, bro, I miss you, bro, this and that. But we was hating on each other when we was in school. It's like, all right, we appreciate each other now, but, you know, sometimes hate is really real when you're younger. Yeah, I, I think you I mean, look, you see that, you know, at, at young ages, like I, I've got young daughters now and you see the way kids talk to each other and just how impactful it is at a young age. You go, my God, like kids are so mean. And, and, and also there's this element of like they're just honest, you know, like they'll ask a question or something not meaning to be rude or mean just because they're curious or they're they're you know not mature enough to understand you know, you know, like certain things you just don't ask someone, right? Or you wouldn't say to someone. And so, but yet as a little kid, you know, when someone asks you something you feel uncomfortable about or you're embarrassed of, like it could be scarring. And so I don't care if you're talking about in high school, college, or even just as little kids, you, you see it. Um, you know, it was a little different at Notre Dame because we were, it was, our, our class was so national, Right. I mean, I had, you know, John Sullivan came from Greenwich, Connecticut. Uh, Ambrose Wooden and, and Victor Abiyamiri uh, came from, you know, Baltimore. You, know, you can go out to uh, Southern California, Freddie Parrish, who came from uh, Long Beach. Uh, you know, you, you go across the country. You know, Tommy Zibikowski was a Chicago product. It was just, we were, all, we were from all over. It, it really was that when you started looking at some of our, our class and where guys were from. And so it wasn't really clicky like that. I mean, there were definitely you know, guys who got along better with others or, you know, roomed with one another and all that. But this is what I – I think there's a number of things at play here. 
it's obviously the fact the guy recruited him who had the relationship with him isn't there. That's part of it. There's the fact that, you know, look, he had a great freshman year. He was a, a highly touted recruit. He was a four-star recruit. Um, but from what he did his freshman year, and when you're a six foot three, 180-pound quarterback, that demonstrates the ability to throw but also run, people kind of say, okay, this kid's going to be a star. The problem is, is like you just haven't seen the development over the past couple of years, especially as a passer. I think that's really where it's become concerning. And he's almost had to rely on, on running the football. Um, but you just haven't seen that sort of explosion or that sort of progress from him as, as a passer. Now, granted, they didn't play much <clears throat> a couple of years ago due to the COVID year. Um, but even then, it just you kind of always come away going, all right, like – can he develop into that guy who can be a transcendent player at the next level? Because he's got the tools. It's just about you know whether or not he can do it. And with everything going on around Arizona State. And honestly, too, I think last year was probably their year to win the Pac-12 South. Mm. And they didn't. And so now with Lincoln Riley being at USC, Utah still Utah. You kind of look at it and go, like, what, is this really my best opportunity to excel, to develop for everything that I'm looking to do in my career? I don't know that it is anymore. And so I, I, I could see with everything going on around that program, there's no reason for him to hang around if he doesn't feel like it's in his best interest anymore to play quarterback there and maybe go somewhere else where you feel like you got a better shot of winning, being developed, being in a better culture and environment. I think one of the toughest things that Herm Edwards did when he took that job at Arizona State, and this is something that you know Charlie Weiss really honed in on us, at least the two years that I was with him, with so many guys in college get so fixated on that next step. And it happens in high school, too. In high school, they, just, they get so fixated on that next step. Their only concern is being worried about getting a scholarship, going D1. In college, and they get to colleges, it's then going to the league. Mm-hmm. If that's your focus, then you're going to miss out on the opportunity to try to play and win football games with the guys you're with in the here and now and live in that moment now. And those sorts of guys, I feel like, never truly reach their potential at least at that level, because they're focused on the wrong things. And so I think when Herm Edwards got to Arizona State, all you heard was he's building this pro model, this pro model. You know, he's going to mimic what we're seeing in the pros at the college level. Well, they well, are. If, if, if that's the thing is, <laughs> they, they did, and they got right. popped yeah. when it wasn't as, as legal or wasn't as open to NIL as it is now. Yeah. And so not only was that an issue, but then you look at it and you go, well, if everything's just getting about a guy getting to the league, it's kind of tough then because no one's watching you very much if you're right. not winning football games. Like They'll find you, and they'll, they'll say, that guy's talented, but you're not going to be able to recruit the most talented guys because the guys who want to play in the league, they also want to have success and win a championship. So they go to Alabama. They go to Georgia. They're, they're going to say, hey, I'd rather, I'd rather go to USC. I might feel like I have a better shot there. So he, he made it so much about the program and getting to the next level and thinking that that was the way to do it that he missed out on the fact that, like, you've got these three, four years in college where you can have a special experience, try to win something, and and make something of yourself, and they almost bypass that completely. So there is no culture there. It's uh, Mm. two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up 10 minutes from now, it is the BQ News, the Friday edition. We're going to put a bow on this bad boy for the week uh, here 10 minutes from now. Um, So Lee DeLapp, our executive producer, he is a – 
diehard NASCAR fan. I mean, diehard. Um, like, you know, I once cracked a joke. Yeah, but they never make right turns. And, like, you know, he kicked me in the balls, threw me through a, the window here at Fox Sports Radio. Like, he does not mess around when it comes to NASCAR. And uh, the Daytona 500 is this weekend on Fox, um, the Super Bowl of uh, NASCAR. And um, Lee uh, fancies himself a, uh, a NASCAR gambler. And so uh, this is a little something that uh, Lee wanted to put together called uh, the lead lap with lead to lap. Now we are trying to fine tune that name because it's not exactly the most, uh, you know, prestigious name in the world. But Lee, uh, for people that want to make a little bit of coin on this, uh, this Daytona 500 this weekend. <laughs> Why not just call it the lap with, with lead to lap? Yeah, there, see, I thought that were on, <laughs> on, mean, your, uh, on your lap with lead to lap. That makes too much. No, too much that stuff. sounds a little rapey. Okay. I'm just saying. Jesus. Sounds a little rapey. Jesus. Lap by lap would lead to lap? Jesus. What? I can't lap say that lap. word. Yeah. Yeah, careful. We got oh, you. Oh, stop. Yeah, I'm just you. saying. Uh, red button. We got you. Don't worry oh, about uh, it. Why does that need gonna, the red button? Uh, just, uh, you know, got to be careful out there. Um, I, I, it never happened. It never happened. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> I, I, that is that is so over the top, overprotective. <laughs> okay. We talked about soaking <laughs> yesterday, okay, and I'll, you I'll, feel like I'll, you need to do the red button for this? Yeah. i just saying, man. We got to be careful. Um, How about we call it red button laps with um, the lap. yeah. the red button, yeah, the red and flag. So, uh, by the way, is this is the I mean, uh, is this of, a golf segment or it, or Daytona segment? It's, it's Days of Thunder, <laughs> and uh, this is not the the song I was expecting from Days of Thunder. But hey, just Brady, keep rolling. Maybe it'll come up. Maybe it'll just keep playing so it. It's mad. fine. Maybe it'll come Brady up. Got you. Um, all right. yeah, seriously, <laughs> they dump, they dump me for saying a word that's in the. Webster's Dictionary. Yeah, there's it's a lot of a- words you can't say. Listen, it's radio, man. We just got to well, be careful. That, uh, that D right, on the so, end. That so D on the end makes it questionable. All right, so, so the, the, the E? The, the, the D. The D after the E. Yeah. Uh, I didn't the, say uh, that. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh well, okay. The, uh, then, I think you were okay. All right, That's so, what I thought. All right, so I support you. Let, let's just let's keep it together, everybody. I mean, right, I wouldn't so, say it, but go ahead. Yeah, the, uh, the lead lap with lead to lap. Is that what we're going with? Lead lap. Yeah. Lee, what's the other one that you had out there? Lap by lap with lead to lap. That could work. Work. You know, that's like a lot lap of laps. It's lap. yeah. a lot of laps. <laughs> it certainly is. That is a lot of laps. It certainly is. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lee, what are we like thinking cheetahs. here? Uh, you got you got a pick for us, Lee? Scarlet. Come on. Yeah, well, if you're looking for a Scores. favorite, Denny Hamlin's always right there. He's won three times at Daytona 500. Joey Logano, he had won last, uh, well, two weeks ago at the uh, Clash at the Coliseum, which was a which was a banger on yeah. Fox. Yeah, absolutely. bumper cars. Um, you know, we had Kyle Larson, the reigning champ. Chase Elliott last year was about to win before Michael McDowell spun them out kind of thing. Uh, but if you're looking for a little bit more of a long shot, some more money to be made, you got Kyle Busch. He, uh, he is looking for his first win at Daytona 500. Um, if you're looking for somebody like an Alex Bowman, also on Team Hendricks, along with Chase Elliott and Kyle Larson, he's on the lead lap, or he's in the first row for the fifth time. And Bubba Wallace, who's uh, you know he's got his new car, his new racing owner with Michael Jordan. You know, maybe something like that. So, it's a little bit of a long shot. So Lee, give me a winner because I'm t- I'm taking this to the bank. I'm going straight to the window with this. Give me a winner, Lee. You know, he's my he's he's not my favorite racer, but he's a good one. Go with Kyle Busch. All right. Kyle Bush, you can get him. So careful of Lee's our. going with the Bush. Is that uh, what you're saying? Seventeen hundred. I mean, right, never mind. we're not red buttoning Bush. Yeah. I mean, all right. Well, there you Lee go. likes I Bush. Mean, hey. Why a is whole, that a red button? Hey, there's uh, just a whole. Can I not 
don't participate in our show anymore? I mean, no, what's happening? Listen, no, it's fine. I, listen, we're, we're all it's good just here. a whole lot of hypocrisy going on. I, That's I what I'm you, saying. Man. I hear you. Lee you likes know? Bush. He There's nothing wrong with that. He does. Yeah, so pick Bush. I, don't, I, mean, I do yeah. not like Bush, pick by the way. Pick Bush, Bush overall. We're talking about the beer, right? You just picked him. No, I picked him for the win, but I'm not a fan of him as a driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but you, li- you like Bush in this you sense. You love Bush. I like him as a long shot. Okay. Okay, which Bush, you, you, which Bush that is Kyle, so, Kyle that Bush, is so, not Kurt Bush. That okay. is so edgy. All well, right. No, but, but I like, I'm LeVar. taking the Bush with a long okay, shot. Okay, but like, LeVar, here's the thing. That's not, <laughs> LeVar, no good. LeVar, you got you to gotta understand, though, there's two <laughs> so Bushes good. here. So which okay. Bush are you going with? Because there's, um, there's Kyle well, and Kurt. Why choose one when you can have them both? That's okay. what I always well, I mean, say. Hey, who knows? That's, that's a good call. You should play receiver for the Bills. <laughs> uh, all right, Especially um, if you're going with the long shot of it. <laughs> that's uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. Uh, all right, it is. Uh, there it is. Oh, uh, the debut oh it's not a way to come up. Speak of, uh, for yourself. The, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you uh, you out your mind. Uh, it is uh, two pros and <laughs> And that is uh, the lead lap with lead to lap, the debut oh, edition, uh, handing out winners here on FSR. Uh, all right, uh, coming oh, up man. next, uh, we are going to have another edition of the BQ News right here on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is the Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of the Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to the Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Yeah. Two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Uh, if you missed any of this fine show, I mean, one of our best ever, you can check out the podcast at foxsportsradio.com. Uh, it will be up uh, after we are off the air. We'll be back on Monday, 6 a.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific. Right now, though, it is time for something we do every single day at this time, and it's called this. <laughs> News. Turn on the news. Let's go to the news desk. What's the good news? Here's Brady Quinn. Yeah. You know, guys, um, the Bengals weren't really the only team to lose during the Super Bowl. What do you mean? Well, thousands of pounds of chili. Yes, Skyline Chili. Canned Skyline Chili were recalled after customers find an unexpected surprise Inside the cans. Oh, no. no. Yeah, Morgan Foods, uh, which is, uh, I guess, like their manufacturer kind of 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 these these foods. uh, Basically, they are recalling 2,200 pounds of Skyline Chili due to, quote, misbranding and undeclared allergens. From the photos and pictures of it, instead of chili, it looks like... It's just filled up with a bunch of cheese, like a liquid cheese substance inside these Skyline chili cans that are supposed to be filled with chili. Well, it's probably an upgrade over Skyline chili, so I don't know why they're complaining. What's the problem here? I'm just glad it wasn't a body part. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, can you imagine that? 
Like, uh, uh, dozens uh, call back due to contamination from uh, finger hey, parts. Hey, what, what, and, and, what's no, your gripe, no, no, sir? No. I found a trachea in my chili. I, don't, I don't know what to tell yeah. you. Yeah, Ew. just uh, the, interesting. How would you know the, it's a trachea? Uh, Morgan Foods located in Austin, Indiana. They're actually claiming that it's a cream of chicken soup, but it, it looks more like yeah. the cans are filled with nacho cheese. Yeah. Not <laughs> yo cheese. Yeah. <laughs> nacho chili. Yeah, no. <laughs> Okay, not so yeah. chilly. <laughs> Which, again, kind of sad because if you think about it, uh, if Cincinnati wins, they had a lot of promotions uh, for Skyline Chili. In particular, tight end CJ Uzama, he was expected to take a bath in Skyline Chili if the Bengals won. Ah, so nasty. would it have been it is. the cheese Skyline or would it have been the real Skyline. No, no, no. The real Skyline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. A big old bathtub but, full of But could you imagine if they had sent those cans in particular to fill the the tub up Oh, and with? he's swimming in cheese. Uh, and he was swimming in yeah. cheese or uh, yeah, chicken noodle soup. By the way, yeah. um, what's the difference, Brady, You, what's the difference between Skyline and Gold Star Chili? Is there, because I know um, those are the two rivals. No, they're two rivals. It's the sauce. Like, I think there's a distinct difference between Skyline's taste and, and Gold Star. Not Skyline's definitely better. Yeah, I, I don't. Beans. I don't think it's anything else. I don't even think it's the beans. Yeah, yeah. I'm a chili connoisseur, so I was just curious. You know, yeah, oh, big fan of chili. You love some chili. I do. Okay. Better believe do it. Do you? Right. I do. I, I, I don't know that that's true. I met you, my wife at a chili dudes cook-off. That have like chili stains around your face when you eat them. Yes, yeah. absolutely. I do. What is that supposed to mean? Like yeah. the Kool-Aid, the Kool-Aid stains too. You know, like you know. Stains. Yeah, I mean, when you're I, greedy. You know, you I mean, know. Uh, it's. You never I had a Kool-Aid stain, uh, Brady? No, I've had Kool-Aid. Those you can't uh, get those things out. That's the yeah. tough thing. Yeah. See me, Kool-Aid I've never had out. that problem. Yeah. So, no. Just what? Record. Yeah, never. <laughs> I never had a problem with yeah. staining my face. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't want to hit a red button on on BQ News. Come on. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, it, this next one might get the red button. Here we um, go. But we'll, we'll end on this one. Uh, Hugh Hefner's ex-girlfriend claims she once walked in on him engaging in sexual acts with their dog. Oh, yeah. oh wow. Not sure we want to take this one. Um. But uh, yeah, the late Playboy founder apparently is is being accused of this now it's obviously upsetting he's not here to defend himself but um i am yeah, this appalled is, by this you know i am so yeah. i, I it's feel sandra theodore is is how the name of his she? ex-girlfriend huh. who's uh yeah making this claim i've always seen that big of a fan of turner and hooch that, that like all of a sudden you know <laughs> Jesus. That's just, I was going to say 101 Dalmatians. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, you know, oh, no. oh yeah. no. Probably more appropriate. Uh, <laughs> Westward Pound, isn't that another uh, one? You know, listen. I'm just going to listen to you guys on this one. I'm going to sit this one out. Rough. McGruff? I mean, is this a McGruff situation? How, how does he like it? Rough. Rough. What else is going on, Brady? I mean, here's well, here's the commentary <laughs> from um, oh Sandra Theodore, who, by the way, she was his girlfriend from 76 to 81, so it's kind of been a while. She's wow. 65 years old now. Maybe but, she's seen now. Well, <laughs> that's what I was going to throw in there because th- this, this is what she recants as the conversation. 
Uh, Sandra says, I was like, what are you doing? He says, well, dogs have needs. And I said, stop that, she added. I never left him alone with the dog again. I, I can't believe I, what I was saying. I call Ew. BS on this story. I think yeah. this is crap. I don't yeah. buy it for a second. Have a great weekend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 